0: Welcome to the All Things Protest Podcast. I'm your host, Christian Curran, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Olivia Lynch and Rob Sneckenberg, to talk about past performance issues and to highlight some key decisions from 2021 in this area. So, past performance is, of course, a key factor in many evaluation schemes, and it is very important as a contractor to pay close attention to the legal developments in this area to really ensure that you're maximizing your potential for a positive evaluation and also avoiding issues that could disqualify you from procurement. So on past podcast webinars, we've discussed key issues in this area that consistently pop up. And generally speaking, most of the law here really boils down to this. Offerors need to clearly delineate how the past performance or experience they're proposing relates to the entities that are performing the work in the proposal. It sounds simple, but depending on the evaluation scheme, it can be really complicated. And this is especially important because of that, because every solicitation can treat this issue somewhat differently. For example, solicitations very often have particular instructions regarding how many references must come from the prime, how many must come from the subs, and how that information has to be presented in order to get full credit. Further, when you're proposing as a joint venture or a team, solicitations will often have strict rules for how you can rely on the past performance of your team members in order to get credit. And very often, these requirements can be disqualifiers if you don't get them right. So with all of this in mind, we wanna highlight two decisions from 2021 that reiterate the importance of these issues and that demonstrates that both offerors and the agency really need to pay attention in adhering to the particular requirements in the solicitation. Rob, can you walk us through the first case?
1: Sure, Christian. The first case today is a GAO decision from May, Yang Enterprises. In this case, GAO sustained the protest because the agency had unreasonably credited the joint venture awardee with past performance based on the experience of one JV member even though the work relevant to that experience was going to be performed by a different JV member. Specifically, the awardee was comprised of a large business mentor and a small business protege. The RFP indicated that the agency would evaluate past performance, including that of joint venture members, teaming partners, and subcontractors, focusing on performance that is relevant to the technical subfactors and cost price factor, quote, for those requirements that they are proposed to perform. Now, the protester alleged that the agency unreasonably credited the awardee with past performance of the large business mentor, when in fact the small business protege would be performing those relevant functions on the contract. The agency didn't dispute that the large business wasn't proposed to perform the functions relevant to its past performance, but argued that it wasn't required to downgrade the JV's past performance based on this issue. The agency also argued that it was permissible to attribute the past performance across the whole JV under SBA regulations regarding attribution of experience in the mentor-protege program, but GAO disagreed. First, GAO explained that the regulation on which the agency relied was not in effect at the time the solicitation was issued, and that the new regulation expressly stated it was not retroactive. GAO further noted that the solicitation limited past performance evaluations to the areas of work each joint venture partner was proposed to perform. So GAO concluded that this limits the type of past performance that will be attributed to the joint venture by requiring the experience to involve the same functional areas that the joint venture partner is proposed to perform on the actual contract. GAO also found that the agency's evaluation of the awardee was inconsistent with how the agency treated the protester, which the agency failed to credit with the past performance of its subcontractors for those areas where the subcontractor was not proposed to perform. So all in all here, the key takeaway is, like Christian said at the beginning, you need to pay very close attention to the RFP requirements. You have to make sure you're proposing to them and ensure that the agency is adhering to them as well. And in a situation here, where the solicitation limits what will be credited as past performance to specific joint venture or teaming partner or subcontractors, you need to make sure that your proposal is following that. And if you're going to be claiming the credit of a particular teaming member or joint venture member, you need to ensure the solicitation allows you to do so based on how you're proposing to perform the contract issue.
0: Thanks, Rob. Uh, I agree. This is certainly a cautionary tale for everyone, given that it seemed like both the protester and the awardee were trying to leverage different language to bolster their interpretation here. Um, And that's probably a good lesson in leveraging the Q&A to clear up questions related to past performance credit prior to submitting your proposal. To the extent something like that isn't clear, it may warrant clearing it up prior to proposal submission, so you can really ensure that you're getting the maximum credit available there. The next case we wanna highlight also builds off of this theme. Olivia, can you walk us through it?
2: Sure, so in a decision from the beginning of this year out of GAO, FreeAlliance.com, LLC, Radus Software, LLC, Radus CTA, Mabumbo, uh, LLC, um, GAO sustained this protest in which it determined that the agency applied an unstated evaluation criteria when the agency assigned the protesters past performance references weaknesses for not independently demonstrating experience across all five pools of work described in the rfq well there were a number of issues in this case which had multiple protesters on the past performance front one of the protesters mabambo argued that the agency unfairly assigned weaknesses to its past performance quote based on unstated criteria specifically Mbombo argued that the RFQ did not require each past performance reference to independently demonstrate experience across all five pools of work contemplated by the RFQ, and that the weaknesses assigned on this basis were unreasonable. Relevant here, the RFQ only stated that for past performance, a quarter only had to identify projects similar in scope to the requirements identified in Section 5.0. GAO agreed with the protester, noting that the solicitation did not advise vendors that each past performance reference was required to address all five pools of work or that references that did not address all five pools of work would be assessed weaknesses. So GAO found that the agency's conduct to the contrary here assessing weaknesses to Mamumbo on this basis was unreasonable. As with the first case, the the key takeaway here is that offerers need to pay particularly close attention to how the past performance requirements Are defined and are to be applied. While there may not have been a specific requirement to demonstrate experience across all five pools for each references in this case, the agency just as easily could have made that an explicit requirement and that would have flipped the script here. And to the extent that an offerer thinks that requiring experience across, for example, all five pools would be potentially unduly restrictive of competition, uh, that would be something to clear up either through a pre-award protest or through the, the Q&A period.
0: Thanks, Olivia. This is another interesting and important one. Uh, and while both of these cases really had to do with the agency's misevaluation or or unreasonable evaluation of the, these issues, as GAO found, I think as you two pointed out, they really just highlight the fact that everybody's got to be very mindful of these requirements and something that might seem obvious on its face, could be open to multiple interpretations and uh, land folks in hot water or the agency in hot water, depending on how it plays out. That's all we have for today. As always, thanks for listening.
2: The All Things Protest podcast is brought to you by Kroll and Mooring LLP. You can find more information at kroll.com slash all
0: things